man, when we got to the league, like you were just one of them ones that when we seen you, it was it was on. But man, thank you for coming on our show. Oh, love, man. This, man. I was looking forward to this. Mm. When you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? I can't say nobody bust my ass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Allen Houston gave me the business. I mean, he really bust my ass, but Allen Houston, he, he was, you know, I, I couldn't figure him out at first. That jumper. Because um, he had a smooth-ass jumper, and his pace was just, you know, at his own pace. So I, I'll say Allen Houston kind of gave me the business, but nothing too crazy, not, not no 40 or 50 piece, but yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a tough cover in the beginning. Yo, 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 we live on location. We out here in H-Town, baby. We came out, I got the blackest one, and we came out here for an HOF, Hall of Fame special edition, know. man. We came out here, one of the realest ones do it. Came one of the leaders of the new school coming out of high school. You know Definitely what I'm saying? Yeah. D-Miles is excited about this. He got it straight out of high school brethren here. T to the mat. You know We it. out here, indoor pools, outdoor pools. This is Jet Plane, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hall of Fame edition. We appreciate you, man. I appreciate y'all, man. <laughs> Presented by Hennessy. You turned to a Hall of Famer and you didn't even want to play basketball. Like baseball was it. I heard the old school guys used to try to get you to play, mm -hmm. pick up and stuff, and you'd be like, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, so <laughs> when I was younger, man, I started baseball at five, mm -hmm. right? That was my favorite sport even. In my NBA career, it was still my favorite sport. I played uh, football when I was eight years old. I didn't really start playing basketball until I was like nine, 10 years old. But it was because I was bullied. I got older cousins, neighborhood full of guys, and I used to just stand around and watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Didn't want to <laughs> play because, again, you know, it wasn't my sports. Yeah. And they were playing one-on-one. -on -one. Cousin used to bully me. And, and, you know, I got out there one time, started playing. Really wasn't, I mean, I was okay, but I really wasn't that good. I used to get, you know, beat down yeah. and bullied. Having that opportunity to play against older guys, more experienced guys when I was coming up in my childhood really gave me the competitive nature that I had. Yeah. It really helped me enhance and improve my individual skills yeah. um, with playing on one-on-one. -on -one. So that introduced me to one-on-one -on -one basketball. And from that point on, you know, as I got older, that's all I did was was play one on one, and that became getting tough and uh, being able to figure out yeah. defenses and how they play. So playing uh, through bigger and stronger guys, yeah. quicker guys, yeah. is, that was my niche. You go from playing in the park where there's no rules, is we call them the fouls, we call them the travels, Bossy. to like you know, it's different when you get on there and organize. So now y'all got refs. You know what I'm saying? The rules are different. You can't stand in the lane. It's three seconds. Like it, I remember when I first got. The plan organized, all these rules came in. It was like, man, that ain't how I played 21 or, <laughs> or two on so two. So it's, it's good that you say that because I obviously started playing organizing in Little League uh, yeah. basketball. But for people that, you know, go from working, you know, because we didn't have trainers back yeah. then. Which, right. yeah, we we, we yeah. couldn't even, you know, find a gym to, to hoop in. We had to hoop outside. So a yeah. lot of that consists of one-on-one, three-on-three. We yeah. didn't really play yeah. real structured, organized basketball. Yeah. So... 
for people that was had training at that time, right? And you train and work on your individual skills, but then when you go to that five on five organized setting, yeah. that coach may put you in a totally different role yeah. than what you were training, yeah. right? So it's like your development is a slower process because that coach and that five on five organized basketball is really holding you back. Whereas yeah. you one on one, you know what I'm saying? You enhancing and improving your skills and your your mentality. So you go out there right away. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just like, you know, when we go to the ABCD camps. Yeah. Well, that ain't organized. Right. That's me versus you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, Everybody, move, move, every move, man move. for themselves, yeah, right? So yeah. I, I think as a child and in, in playing one-on-one basketball is, is coming up in the hood like that, that prepared us for those camps yeah. like ABCD, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and even organized basketball more so than training one-on-one with a trainer or somebody yeah. and then trying to play organized basketball. That that role that a coach have for you isn't conducive to yeah. you know your training. Was that your first time going to ABCD camp when you went? Yeah. That was yeah. your first time ever going to get when you when you when you found out you got chosen. I didn't know anything about ABCD camps. Yeah, I didn't know anything about anything any camps when I was in Florida, bro. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I grew up in a town of ten thousand people. Yeah, in in Central Florida, so I knew nothing about no camps. Nothing. <laughs> I played what was a YBOA or, or yeah, I played in that. But other than like outside of Florida and in, in, in major camps, no, that was my first. But you camp. knew it was the Adidas camps. You know you got to fly all the way across the country to go to this, and it's got the top 300, 400 players. Elite. Like, what was that like from the start when you took the plane ticket all the way down to you turned into the number one player in the nation? So it was opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was something that I was seeking all alone because, again, in high school in Florida, I was – Couldn't nobody see you. No, I was one of the baddest dudes – you know, and I was the baddest dude in my area. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People in, you know, my neighboring cities knew who I was, but yeah. outside of that, I was unknown. Yeah. But I knew I had a game. You know what I'm saying? And and when I went there, I just kept hearing about Lamar Odom. 16 yeah. point guard. I was like, damn. <laughs> he got 16 and he's a PG. Right. Left handed. And hearing about all these top high yeah. school players, I'm like, all right, I, I want to see what they're about. I want to test that out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, Lamine, yeah, greedy down. Yeah. I, mean, I, was, it, I was, it was at that camp, young it was, boy. There was some nice elite talent in that camp, but for me, it was just opportunity to really set the stage and, and be what I always wanted to be was an NBA player. Once I got introduced to basketball, yeah. so. That was just a no-brainer for me to go out there and, and really display my talent against the elite talent in the high school uh, rankings. So before you went to Adidas camp, you was averaging like what in high school? I was like 20, 25 and 12 rebounds, like mm. my junior year, something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> Killing yeah. it. Yeah, you know, yeah. have some 40 pieces. Yeah. You no, know? and but I was in such a small area and and you know, Florida is known back then was football. Football. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It really wasn't that many basketball players coming out of yeah. the state of Florida making it to the league. It was yeah. all NFL, I mean, uh, football players. So that's why I kind of got overlooked. But to go to that camp, put on, you know, I, it took some strings to be pulled to get me in that camp. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They didn't even want to let me in because yeah. they didn't know who I was. Be like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah, they didn't know who I was. So I got the jersey number 175. And then I after that first, you. my first game was L.O. Mm -hmm. And my first game was L.O. And we went head at, you know, it was, we was clashing heads. Yeah. And uh, it was a good showing. And people was like, oh, who the hell is that? Yeah. Who's that dude? How was the atmosphere? And uh, they said it was crazy Sick. in there that, like, this was just, 
you know when you playing in one of them games, the atmosphere around like in this crazy. You being a young young kid from Florida, so, so from that first game, right? Because LO was the talk. The crowd followed me wherever Everywhere. I played. Yep, they followed they me. They want to see if you finna finish they, this out. They want to see if I was for real. Yeah, and I ain't let them down. So yeah. every time I played, it was a show. You know what yeah. I mean? They was just trying to figure out, like, man, where this dude come from? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell you crazy part. Like I told you, I was at the camp. Keon was there, and I, you know, I had already known Keon from playing in AU. Keon Doom. Yeah. KD, you know, we all telling KD, like, man, I'm telling you, we using like the little players now where they got the video games and all that. He like, man, I'm telling you, man, we got this dude on our team, Tracy McGrady, bro. He like, he cold. He like, he cold, cold. He like, well, nobody know nothing about him. Watch. He like, watch when they get low, yeah. though. So then I remember first, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think we was at Princeton, right? No, nah, it was, uh, it was, uh, Fairly Dickinson. Fairly Dickinson. Yeah. That's what it was. And the way the course was lined up, bro, it was like all in a yeah. row. You was all yeah. in a row. It don't matter. If you on one court, you could see five courts mm -hmm. over. Bro, you would just see 175 going up across the court, beating shit, coming out of nowhere. Like, God damn, bitch. Or he might come dunk something. You like, bro. Then you like, all right, let's take a walk down there and see what's going on. Yeah. Like, it was like that. It was like, bro. And like he said, the competition, like, I'm going from a sophomore to a junior up in there. I'm like, Damn, like, I got to get better, boy. Like, me and C-Dell up in there, like, yo, it's real. Like, like, like the boys was out there. Hey, for real, bro. Yeah, but that was, to me, although, you know, I, I played well in that camp, it was actually a confidence booster for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you, you get used to playing in, you know, your local talent, and you see these guys. You want to test and yourself. And you want to test yourself against, you know, top guys in the nation. And mm -hmm. that, for me, it was like, Confidence Yo. went oh, through man. the roof. Oh, man, confidence went through the roof. Like, oh, I belong here, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How was that plane ride home? Back to the crib to tell everybody and all this stuff. How was that? Nah, it was, it was life changing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My life completely changed. You know, went from unknown to that dude, T-Mac, uh, yeah. Trace McGrady, is for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He did this at the camp. He killed this guy. Yeah. And, you know, that was the start of, you know, the journey that I was on, yeah. you know, to my illustrious career. And, you know, I got to thank ABCD for giving me the opportunity because without that, you know, who knows what would happen. Tell me this, when you, in that all-star game, <laughs> when you windmilled on Buddy, mm. and literally, like, I was one of the people mm. in the stands when, like, you know, the yeah. whole stands went up, like, scouts, bro, they, no, when they yeah. paper flipping clipboards, <laughs> and I'm talking about players, from the camp, like all us in the crowd yeah. watching, cause it was like they was in the senior game uh -huh. and it was like a junior game for the like all-stars. So we, everybody, the whole camp that scouts on that said like, the, it was like, it erupted, it, man, windmill <laughs> on somebody in the damn game. Like tell me like, what was going through your mind after that? Cause like you were pretty chill on the court when it was happening, but it was like the pandemonium around, it was going keep crazy. You gotta cool, bro. you gotta keep it cool. <laughs> Listen man, shout out, uh, rest in peace, James. I think it was James Felton. Yep. Um, that dunk because there's just one game going on at the time. It's an Nobody game, the senior game. Nobody yeah. else is playing. So all the campers, all the the college coaches, everybody is witnessing and watching it. <laughs> yeah. So it's standing room only yeah, around yeah. the court. I remember, bro, completing that dunk and cats running on the court on both ends, just going crazy. crazy. <laughs> Never been a part of anything like that. You know what I'm saying? You hit a game winner, people, you know, the students there. This was different. Yeah. This was different. I'm talking about you got coaches, the players, 
even the college players. Was that, that the was last there. game of the other This was the main the event. Game? This that's is it. it. This you, is it. That's the expiration point man, on yeah. it. Oh, put man. the ball. He put, look, this is the cherry on top <laughs> of the whole week to hit out of work. If you thought all that prior to this was a fluke, I'm going to give you this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to end it with this. I'm going to leave, you, I'm leave, you, I'm leave <laughs> you with this. And that was it, man. That was, dude, for years that was talked about. For well, years. I know you did. You know how sometimes you do a dunk and you feel like you done got up crazy high or you, you oh, yeah. did this or you, you stretched out a little bit more on the windmill. But when you see it on camera, it looks different. When you first seen that on camera, like you seen that. Have you seen that, that video? I've seen it. Yeah. When you first seen it, what was your reaction? You know what's crazy? Seeing it? My first time seeing it, I was retired. That, that's what I'm you saying. saying? Like, like, that's look, crazy. This yeah, was yeah. all this yeah. was always the myth. Yeah. I just seen this video like two, three years yeah. ago. Yeah. It always was the myth of basketball. If you in the basketball world, everybody talk about this. Listen, now I may sound crazy, but when I went when I saw it, yeah, I didn't think it was all that crazy. Uh but how, I, how the moment I, was. I, I, I didn't it was more so the moment than the actual dunk, dunk. to me when yeah. I when I went you thought back the to dunk with it's, like, it's like growing up in your house, man. In, in in your house, you think that's the biggest damn house, but boy, as you, you get older, back and you go tape. back and like, like that room smaller. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, the house smaller. Taller than the refrigerator now. Like damn, you know I love the refrigerator. The counter swinging around the top of the joint. I used to. It's where I used to live. This damn, I thought this is the biggest room ever. But no, that's what it was. When I went back and saw it, I was like, you know, it was a nice dunk for a 17 year old at that time. And I think it, the moment though, you know, was legendary more so for me looking back on it. I wasn't really enthused with the dunk, but it was just the moment. To come back from that camp and now it's your senior year. Now, you know, you got to hold on to the ranking. Like the price is on your head now. Like you the one, you went from not even being mentioned to the one now, that whole scene, just take it through the process of your senior year. And you transferred to Mount Zion? Mm -hmm. My yeah. senior year, yeah, I was in Durham, North Carolina. I went to Mount Zion to play on more of a national level. Mm -hmm. um, I welcomed that though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I welcomed that. And having that opportunity present itself, and if that's something that you dream about and you put in the actual work, you prepare it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was prepared for whatever was thrown at me. Yeah. It, so you it, went it, to Mount Zion to, to get more competition? To I, went, play? I went to Mount Zion to get national um, competition Straight to play up. on that level. Absolutely, because yeah. I wanted to compete against the best. How yeah. was that for like you leaving you your friends? Away from the like, crib? Dude, I'm not going to lie because I never lived outside of Florida. The first few months was tough, but once basketball season started, I got acclimated with <laughs> yeah. you know, my surroundings that's what you're and doing everything. Every day. It's like, you know. I'm comfortable now. You know, I, I think what was challenging is living with, you know, 11 other guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a neat freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a neat freak. I'm very punctual. And, you know, I, I like things done a certain way. So you got to deal with 11 <laughs> other egos. You got to deal with nastiness. You don't and, know You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, your hygiene, yeah. you don't really know. Hey, that's the guys, worst. You know yeah. Hygiene and that, that sharing, uncleanliness. Yeah. Right. Uncleanliness. And you sharing one, one, one bathroom. There's... Yeah. Uh, one Ooh. bathroom, two shower heads, and one toilet. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that right there was an adjustment for me. Yeah. Uh, more so than, you know, my surroundings and, and playing basketball. Basketball, it was just, that was my sanctuary. It was know? it a player or a coach that, like, that school, that academy was the one, like, yeah, I want to go over and hoop with them. 
No, you know, I was highly pleased of the talent that we had on that team. I mean, you're talking about Corey Hightower. Corey Hightower, one on one, was lefty from Flint, Michigan. Nice. Yeah. Crazy Jane. nice, right? Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That pack. yeah, yeah. See, see how I had that little pack hey, between his legs? So but he, was, he was so skilled. Um, Travis Spivey, man, from Myrtle Beach. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He'll big tank uh, as a point guard. Max Owens went to. Uh, North Carolina and played for the Tar Heels. Yeah. Big George Mazik, Donald Little played at Cincinnati. So we had a squad, bro. J.R. Raymond mm-hmm. went to uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. So to be surrounded by, you know, that everybody type of know talent, how to play. everybody know how to play. So that actually helped you get better and, and, and helped yeah. me, you know what I'm saying, mentally and physically, you know, evolve as a player. How was it like now in high school? Like, it's kind of, when you playing on a team like that, it's kind of like, Lightweight getting prepared for college in the NBA because you traveling a lot. Yeah. You're doing way more traveling than you was doing with a regular small town school. How was that to be traveling for these different states and, you know, you coming in, you got your bags going through the airport and you planning these big classic or mm-hmm. these big events mm-hmm. every city. How was that? Listen, bro, I loved it. You know what I mean? I love being on the road. I love traveling. I love everything about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Just uh, experience, having those different experiences. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because those are memories that we create, you know, as a young. And I always, always remember that. And that bond that I had with those guys, it was fun, man. You know, it was it was just a lot of fun and just wishing that those times never end. Right. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you, you just form that camaraderie with them guys. And we was the second... Ranked number two in the nation at that time. Could have been ranked number one, but I had a couple knuckleheads on my team. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was, it was just a lot of fun. Cause again, th- this is out of my element, something that I've never done before. And, you know, I was really about my craft. You know what I'm saying? We had a basement downstairs um, at our house in North Carolina. We had a TV down there. And then we lived with the coach and his wife and, and his kids. My guys would go out, you know what I'm saying? Cause we surrounded by black college, North Carolina Central, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the ratio was like 11 to one. So right. that's all them boys think about, man. I'm, I'm trying to, they sneaking yeah. out of the house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Going to hang out on the campus. I was about my craft, bro. I was in there, I was watching games. I was in there talking to my coach, like, you know, we just sit in there and watch games all night. I wasn't even about trying to sneak out and go hang out. Yeah. You know what I mean, my mindset was just so bigger, set on, bigger. you know, trying to make it to the next level. At what point did you like, cause I know after camp things went crazy, like was it straight to the league talk then? Or like when did that really come into your focus? Like this could be first something yeah, I could yeah. really so, do. And- so actually into my senior year after that camp, I mean, you started hearing some whispers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Of what I just did at the ABCD camp. And then when my senior season started, then pro scouts start showing up at my games. That's a game. Right? And my the coach. Polos my, on yeah. Logo. You know it. <laughs> you know. You know. So my coach would tell me, you know, who's in the building? Yo, such and such is in here. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing tonight. I'm like, shit, bet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bet. So once that, and my coach made a, a big and bold statement my senior year. It was like, yo, Tracy McGrady is the second best player in the state of North Carolina behind Tim Duncan. And mm. boy, when he said that, that really opened the floodgates. Like, hold up, let me let's let's, let's see go see. Time. All right, so, oh man, 
We started playing in these big arenas, selling them joints out. We played in the Ding Dong where Tar Heels played. Yeah. I'm talking about packed What was that out. like? We played Oak Hill in there, packed out. I'm like, it's showtime, dog. <laughs> I could not believe I'm actually playing in the Ding Dong and it's packed in here at a high school game. Yeah. Go back home, it's only four or 500 in the yeah, stand. Man, yeah. I got thousands in here. Man, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah, I want to see what sick. it's about. The drink, man, you know when you... Oh, your adrenaline flowing. It's, it's like you, you looking down in the basket and lay up. Right? <laughs> it's it's on. You know what I'm saying? You oh, jump high as shit, going, right? You going crazy. You you're like, man, I'm, I'm dropping I'm, that thing through. <laughs> you, you either going to run away from it or, or you, you going to go towards it and yeah, attack it. Yeah. I attack that because I, I relish that. Yeah. Do you think about college? Was it any other yeah. college that that yeah. almost got you? I'm wearing my adopted college colors right now, bro. Okay. I was going to Kentucky. Mm. Oh, I was going to mm. be a Wildcat, you okay. know what I'm saying? It was crazy is my, my freshman year, they won the championship mm. that year. I took my visit to Kentucky, bro. You, did any one of y'all take a visit? Yeah, I did. I went. Yeah, I did. Wow, you came Wildcat Kentucky. Lodge. <laughs> it's crazy. Wildcat Lodge, bro, I would've yeah. been like that. That like, sold me. <laughs> I walked in there and wow. Y'all, this said, y'all, bro, this just for y'all. You yeah. mean? I say, bro, this is how y'all living? That sold That's me. And on top of that, all of them pulled up in Eddie Bowers, fully loaded Eddie Bowers. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm coming to Kentucky, dog. I don't, don't want to visit no more. No more college. I don't see nobody else. Nah, I'm going to Kentucky. You know, Kentucky was it until Adidas came to the table. That's why I wanted to ask you, too. Like, Adidas offered you $12 million. In high school, you you yeah. basically still in high school. Yeah. Like if today's now, how these kids can get the money now? That twelve million would have been what you think? That would have been about seventy. <laughs> that's basically. I mean, that, that that's basically the, the, the move that started a movement. When you talk yeah. about that, like you was like one of the first high school mm-hmm. kids to go straight from high school to the pros, and then come straight out the gate with the with a bag. stupid yeah. bag. Your your shoe deal bigger than your regular contract. You the first, so that's a move that started a movement. Yeah, you was, started that movement. Yeah, that was so, a nice bag. So so. Like what that be like though? Like when you when you get that like you know what I'm saying? You seventeen, you get that phone call. They like yeah, so they gonna twelve give you this and you like what what no, the yeah. hell? You know it's crazy, bro. So when I signed the deal, I wanted to see what a half a million dollars looked like in cash. Oh yeah, and yes. I, I had I had you know uh, that pulled out, and I just had it on sitting on, my on your bed, tape on my bed, bro. <laughs> I just had it on Looking my bed. At it. I just had it on my bed, just rolling around like, damn, bro, this is re- this is real. You was on your Scrooge McDuck right this then. Is real. <laughs> this, this, like, this is real because where I come from, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I I grew up in 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 Florida, Tampa, Orlando. I'm dead center, yeah. and in my county, I grew up in the biggest county in Florida. Mm-hmm. But in my county, and where I grew up in my neighborhood, I grew up in the biggest drug hole in that county. Mm-hmm. Right, so. If it wasn't for the structure that I had within my my house, you know, who knows? I probably would have deviated off course. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying you grew up in the hood, man. You see crackheads all the time, dog. Yeah. You know, and yeah. as a teenager, you get a little curious and, and want to try to, yeah. you know, test something out. Yeah. Not knowing if I didn't have that structure, who knows what would have happened? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, at 18 years old, to retire my mom, you know what I'm saying? My mom was a, a housekeeper mm-hmm. at Disney. My grandmother worked 30 something years as a custodian at my elementary school. And my dad worked at a fertilizing plant. So for me at 18 years old, to retire my peeps, you know, at an early age, yeah. uh, oh, that, that, the impact 
on on my life and my family, nothing can supersede that. Yeah, nothing. Did it make you want it even want more out of Absolutely. the league? Absolutely. Yeah, that, I, I wasn't satisfied home. for just you know making it to the league and receiving a twelve million dollar contract. No, I wanted more. You know, they got the NIL stuff with the college kids now. Well, that would have kind of changed something if you can get that twelve million from Adidas and still go to Kentucky. <laughs> I already know the answer. You know what? I don't know, man. Cause like kids, can, I, like you can get this money now, yeah, and you don't I, gotta I, skip a process to get it. Cause we had to skip the process I, to get the money. I, I think it would have been a long, drawn out process. Mm-hmm. Whereas to when Adidas came to the table with the twelve million, it was instant. I'm going. To, I'm going, I'm going to, to the league. league. You know what I'm saying? So it would have been. Would have had the pros and cons, whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, <laughs> yeah, like what 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 is it now? Because like y'all y'all you KG Kobe Jermaine O'Neal like y'all guys wrote the book the blueprint for me going into the two thousand like it was the blueprint of the process and everything. Yeah. Like y'all process showed me a, a different thing, but now. Like you don't have to skip no process if you can get a million dollars coming straight out out of high school, or you can get a million dollars. You can be making millions before you even left to go to college. You can make it your junior year in high school. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it would have been something worth really dissecting, and um, I still don't know which way I I would have leaned, <laughs> but it would have been a process of you know doing my due diligence and trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I I don't know if there's a wrong decision in this when yeah. you, when you could get twelve millions to be able to go to college or the pros. I, I don't think that's a wrong decision. Mm-hmm. How, how was your process when you like? All right, you declare you know you got the deal, but now you gotta go work out for teams. Did you have to go do a lot or a little? Bro, I went to like twenty something teams. See, like me, see, went, you ain't see. He's special. Now, I didn't he, say I, I worked out for twenty something. You teams. still saw twenty something teams. I, yeah, I, I went to like twenty teams. He ain't bro. see, but like a handful. You know how man, the top pick guys. You know, <laughs> that man was six eleven with crazy hey, look, handles. Uh, five, five, but see, because what you and KG and Kobe them had did, he was covered. Yeah. He came out. Yeah, y'all paid away for me to the table like this. Like, okay, what's going on? Like, he's the next one. They're one of them. No, anywhere near. Nah, but it was it was like twenty some teams, and it was two of them that I actually absolutely hated. Which one? It was Boston, Boston? Celtics with, with Rick Pitino, and it was New Jersey with John Calipari. Mm. I hated them. Hated that work, especially Rick Pitino. Like, bro, I heard they had brutal workouts. Brutal thing was conditioning. Brutal full court one on one. It was a lot of conditioning. I guess that's just a a competitive spirit, you know, competitive, you know, nature test just to see if you're really com- going to compete. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? More so of really trying to keep somebody in front. How you going to react if that man busting your ass out here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You going to fold or you going to keep coming back? What is it going to be? Who did you want to go to and who did you thought was going to get you? I didn't really care. Just anybody? No, yeah, it was just anybody. I really I really care. When I talked to Isaiah Thomas, um, with Toronto, he told me, informed me, he's like, yo, if you sitting around nine, you're gonna be Man. a Toronto, yeah, you're gonna be a Toronto <laughs> Raptor. Um, Golden State was a pick before, but I think I was pretty much set on, you know, where I got picked is where I thought I was gonna be selected. What was that moment like for you when you get your name called and you walk across that stage and you shake David Sternhand, knowing like, you know, everybody you ever known watching you, seeing this moment, and you, like you say, you retiring your family right now, you achieving that goal that you worked for. What was that moment like for you? 
it was uh, such a surreal feeling, man. And um, it was for me, it was providing hope for people back home. You know what I'm saying? We all have, you know, those local celebrities and, and guys that came before us that should have been in the NBA or mm-hmm. made it um, on that level. Yeah. Um, but, you know, due to whatever circumstances. So for mm-hmm. me, you know, coming from a small town was just, all right, we got one in. You know what I'm saying? Let me do do my job to really inspire the guys back home and just door. provide that hope. So yeah. that's what it was for me. Yeah. Family was just crazy. Did you, you had a whole family there? And, nah, I just had my mom and my grandmother. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and they, coaches they were, had the experience with you. Oh, man, my mom, my grandmother, <laughs> yo, I mean, you know. You, do they still got the stuff at the house now, though? They do. And exactly. You know that. That's you my know pop, that. They ain't letting nothing go. My pop probably doesn't get rid of anything of yeah, mine. They ain't letting nothing go. You know what I mean? I walk in the house and to the left, she got everything. All the articles, all the trophies and all that stuff, man. But. It's satisfying, it's gratifying, you know what I'm saying, to be able to put your family in that position and see, you know, your grandmother in that light and your mom in that light and knowing that that struggle is over. Yeah. That's most important to me, like that struggle. I'm like, mom, you ain't gotta go work for nobody else. One thing you know we don't gotta worry about. <laughs> Just go, I want you to enjoy life, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Whatever you wanna do, whatever you dreamed about doing, you could do that. You can do that this time. You can time. do that. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I wanted. That's what I always wanted for my grandma. And my grandma always wanted to live on the lake because she loved fishing. Yeah. She used to have me on that bitch at six in the morning, yeah. bro, fishing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Out there. That's how my grandma used to have. 12 hours, bro. I used to be out there with my grandma. Fishing day, you got to get up early, six in the yes. morning. You can't go fishing and start at 12. When you with them grandmamas, six you got to get up six morning. in the morning. I'm talking about we out they there. loaded up sandwiches, everything. Vienna <laughs> sausages. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Vienna. Got my Welch's great. Yeah. You know, my Your crackers drinks, whole and, and sardines. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting yeah. out there. No life jacket. I don't think my grandmother <laughs> yeah. can swim. Shit, I barely can swim. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I couldn't but swim at the time, but we was out it, there. It, it taught me patience, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being out there with my grandmother on that lake, 12 yeah. hours, taught yeah. me patience while all my friends is yeah. probably out playing, pick them up, bust them football, or they got yeah. their games going on. I'm out here chilling with my That's, grandma on the lake, man. You, you're an old man now. I heard the fishing is really into your thing now. You back on the your fishing tip really I, heavy you know, now. <laughs> I, I was during the pandemic, you yeah. know, my schedule has since picked up since we opened, but yeah, during the <laughs> pandemic, bro, I was on, I was driving like an hour away to go fish. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it was just, it's so peaceful for me. Yeah. You went to Toronto now and, and you got the great Isaiah Thomas up top. You know what I'm saying? Now you playing and you on a team with a bunch of veterans, like a bunch, a bunch of veterans. How was your first year in Toronto? You know, you in... You in Canada, yeah, y'all steady crossing state lines and coming all the way over the United States playing all these teams. Your schedule is kind of different than most because you coming from Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, how was your first year with the travel and just the season? And it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It really, yeah, <laughs> it was a nightmare because I, you know, a lot of people think um, president, you know, GM, head coach is all on on the same page. Mm-hmm or owner, ownership all on yeah. the same page. It's far from the truth. They was new. It's, it's yeah, it's far from the truth. So Isaiah Thomas wanted me. My head coach didn't. Yeah. Didn't really care for a high school player. Like, I ain't just, you know, ain't trying to teach this high school player. I mean, what do you know? Yeah. But anyway, he was old school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Didn't give me no structure. Didn't challenge me or anything. It was just throwing me out there and I was just leaving me to figure things figure out on out. my own. And that was very challenging. And. You know, we was clashing heads a lot. Yeah. I mean, bro, I, I can remember times where 
I'll do something, maybe do a turnover or something, and I come out of the game. We go in the locker room after the game. I probably played five, seven minutes. You talking about me? He talking about me. <laughs> Straight we just up. lost by twenty, and the blame is on me. On like, me. bro, what? Yeah. So I couldn't really process that, bro. Yeah. Eighteen years old, I couldn't process that. So I wasn't gonna allow that man to beat me down like that. So yeah. you know, we were going at it. Yeah. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas recognized that. You know what I'm saying? In the first half of that season, Butch Carter was my assistant coach at the time, and he ended up taking over because uh, Daryl Walker got fired. And Butch laid it out. Kid, he used to call me Kid. Kid, if you want to play 20 minutes, this, don't have to do this, this, and this. I was like, cool. All right, mm-hmm. I understand that. You're going to have to get in here early. You're going to have to work with such and such if you want to you know, get these minutes. You're going to have to stay after. You're going to come in and watch film. I get it. I'm cool with that, but mm. I just needed, you know, structure, somebody to guide yeah. me and give, give me some structure, structure yeah. right? I, I could do all that. I'm yeah. willing to do that. I want to do that because, you know, I, I love this game. So he gave me that, and, man, um, from that point on, you know, I just started, you yeah. know, rising up and, and, and leveling up to uh, where I felt confident that I really can play in this league. But, you know, we won 16 games that year, bro. Yeah. What, what, what you doing, They bro? don't understand the 16 game. When you win 16 yeah. out of 82? Like, bro. I did it twice. What? I'm talking about, boy, like, when you on. win 16 <laughs> out of 82. We won 16. games. We what, in the what? third quarter, like, yeah, what are we eating tonight? What are we? <laughs> like, this shit over. What are we doing? Yeah. Develop the young player, yeah. man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Real how, was, how was it for you when you saw they drafted, they got Vince, and you know that's that's your family, y'all done played, hey, you together, and he already going to be a star coming in. How was that to know you about to get the play? I had a lot to do with that. You know, I told, but I was like, yo, we got to get my cousin over here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, I think he's the most gifted dude in his draft. He definitely so was. We definitely, <laughs> he definitely so was. We got we, we to get him. But it was, for me, I, I, I like to sit back and I like to listen. I like to learn. Um, and to have him his rookie year and, and reach stardom like that. Right. Because mm. I knew my time was going to come. Yeah. It just wasn't at that moment. So to have him flourish the way he did, it was just, you know, sit back and, and learn from how he handles that. Yeah. His rookie year, yo, yeah. he, I, I couldn't believe I remember the first dunk that he, he that back dunked on, on Mullen's baseline. I said, ooh, it's going to be some smoke in the city. bro. The stuff <laughs> this dude was doing his rookie year, man, I, I could not believe. A human was doing that, bro. <laughs> yeah, he he like, on the one of the benefits of us being so close and, and playing to each other, if you're going through something with the coach, you're going through something the team in a situation, he always had somebody that was in the locker room with him, not like your friend you got at home where yeah. you could go and be like, man, this happened and he instantly taking my side because I'm snapping, but I was there. And we can bounce off and he'll hit me like, yeah, D-Miles, you was tripping. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that one, yeah, I'm with you, bro, but yeah. you was tripping. Yeah. How, was that with you and Vince that like, man, I got somebody in the locker room that understand where I'm coming from, see the work I'm putting in, and get, they, nah. yeah. nah, it was No, boy, we, you know who we had on that team? Charles Oakley, <laughs> Kevin Willis, Muggsy Bowles, Dale Curry, D. Brown, yeah. Antonio Davis, Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they held us accountable. Mm, you know what I mean? Okay. Like we couldn't get away yeah, with they had nothing. Real OGs. But yeah, we had some real OGs. And when I say OGs, Oak is the OG of all OGs. Yeah. Like we felt like big brother. You know what I'm saying? I, I you, you got a bunch of big brothers in the neighborhood and somebody messed with you. 
you know what I'm saying? You go pick a fight, smack him on the head, and run behind your brothers. Like, that's yeah. how we were. Big Oak. That's how we were. You know, Oak was like, y'all ain't touching my young fellas. Yeah. Y'all, ain't, y'all ain't messing yeah. with them. And but if the, you foul one of them hard, it's a retaliation. I'm paying back. It's a retaliation <laughs> yeah. that's coming. I was back when they really People retired. don't know. Like, when I was in Cleveland, Oak was, like, retired, and he's from Cleveland. And when I was in Cleveland, Oak used to invite me over Oak. his house all Everybody. the time and cook. Everybody. Well, people don't know the the loving part what? of O because they always put out that oh he's fighting and all this stuff, but that's not true. That's why a lot of players respect him because he shows a lot of love and he loves hard. Oak, one of the most genuine dudes you'll ever meet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just he rocks with you, man. And uh, you know, even to this day, I still talk to Oak. But man, he used to invite the whole family over to the crib. Yeah, and cook for us. Cook. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Man. You invite your whole teammates, your whole uh, team, coaches and everybody into your home, you're a good brother, man. Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, just they, they just don't have that in them to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They like just like to be with themselves. No no offense to it, but Oak is inviting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He welcomes that. And we had just, I think it allows a team to really gravitate towards each other and, and, and that bonding. You know what I'm saying? Because they could just sit around, tell some stories you know, drink their crown or whatever they was drinking <laughs> and, and enjoy. My senior year was the all-star game in the Bay Area. My senior year, and I remember we had a game that night and I left the game. Soon as the game was over, I'm running out. I'm running out because you and, and, and Vince is finna be in the dunk contest. Nah, Vince so. was about to be in the dunk contest. <laughs> what made you choose to like, you didn't seen Vince doing this this all year. What made you choose to be like, nah, I'm gonna I'm do it with him and we gonna do it together. No, nah, it wasn't like that. Like, I mean, yeah, he had to convince me. I heard that. <laughs> he had to convince me, and I'm talking about probably to the last hour. Yeah. So I'm like, bro, because, you know, we lived in the same building. And I'm like, cuz, why the hell I'm getting in this dunk contest and you in it? Like, <laughs> yeah. well, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not for losing. Like, come on, man. You know, it'll be good exposure for you and this and that. I'm just turning him down like, nah, bro. I, I, but I'm with you every day. Yeah. I see what you can do. I can't do that. <laughs> man, you underestimating yourself, cuz. You, you, you can, man. You creative. I'm creative, but that shit you on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's another level, bro. So I just sucked it up, man. All right, bro. Let's go. Let's, let's do it. But, man, <laughs> that first dunk set the tone. Oh my that, God. The 360 we, windmill. windmill. We ain't never like, seen that before. Have you like seen that before? Because you see listen, it on bro. TV, but yeah. tell me, what was listen, that feeling bro. like when that happened? And you were contesting the lead up to it, though. <laughs> what was the lead up Man. to it? I didn't know he was about to do that. <laughs> I didn't know he was about to do that. So I think, who was it? It was Stackhouse. It was me, Steve, Steve Francis. Steve yeah, Francis. Was yeah. Baron in that? Yep. Yeah. He was in it. Boy. When he did that dunk, everybody looked at Jerry Stackhouse. He was next. Yeah. <laughs> How you follow that? Up? Everybody what? looked at Jerry Stackhouse like, ah, "Good luck, brother." <laughs> but, hey, boy, that's a hard following right there, Ooh. boy. That was tough. If, if it was anybody else, you would have won that the dunk contest. Me, yeah, I mean, yeah, you I would say you know, though. I would say me and Steve put on uh, and, and you and, and Steve put on, on an incredible yeah, we show. Put on a good show. But I mean, Vince just, you know, that, that's. <laughs> Did you probably, know he was going to go between his legs off the bounce? No, we didn't, we didn't practice that. So that, that. That was just random. Like, <laughs> that was he, he bounced in that front of the goal. We, and we he just. We, dog, that was just. That was a show. That was like one of the most, my 
like that's one of my cool. NBA memories. Like that's always sticking in my head that weekend because I ran home, got over my homeboy house, yeah. and we watched that, and it was just we was hyped like we was there. That's how it was hyping you, Steve. And, I, and I, listen, we and almost Vin. didn't make it because of the, the traffic, and it was raining like crazy that night, mm. and we got stuck in traffic. I wasn't tripping. <laughs> I wasn't tripping at all. Vince will tell you, I wasn't tripping. I like it. I will. <laughs> that was part of like taking it all the way back and bringing it forward. Like, right, you remember when we first got, we first got drafted. The first thing we ever went to that was anything was Old Summer Groove. Oh, so yeah. we get yeah. that. And this was the yeah. year right after y'all did that. And like, remember when we pull up? Yeah, this next summer. You and Vince getting out the Rolls Royce, going in the hotel. We like, dog. <laughs> we, we. <laughs> Did we you just see that? It was like, hold oh, on. Oh. That was when Vince had the little t-shirt. Um, what was it? The, the t-shirt when he was going to the yeah. We like, and then it was like, you know who was that? It was like the who's for the league. Yeah. Yes, sir. Steve, we, uh, yeah. Like Everybody. Zoe from KG to Twan yeah. Walker. He ain't playing the game, but he, I got that. Like Iverson was yeah. the, like, bro, I, when I got yeah. there, like that was like for real my introduction to the league. Like, yo. This is what this shit is like every time. Like, like, yo, it was like, and I really felt like, you know, because everybody was super cool, super mm-hmm. solid. No, nah, that was a great time, man. Zoe had the lead rocking in in the summertime with that summer groove because everybody and their mama came down there, Oof. bro. First class. I know how, like, you always wanted to show your opportunity in, in Toronto so that you get the opportunity to leave. Like, because Orlando, the crib, that's why you went to Orlando, or, or could have been like other, in the free agency, could have been like other teams that nah, you possibly went nah, to. Nah, nah, I think other teams, Toronto, they were just competing against me going back home. Yeah. You know, that's all that was. You know, hindsight, people like me, you shouldn't have never left Toronto. Well, y'all never would have said that if Grant Hill was healthy in Orlando. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was just a matter of other teams competing against me wanting to go back and play home. It was nothing against Vince. It was nothing against Toronto. It was nothing against no other. Because, yeah. you know, Miami wanted me back and Chicago wanted me so bad. Did you bro. almost get traded, though, for, 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 was it Scotty? That was draft night. On draft night. Draft night, I almost got traded for Scotty. They, um, the night before the draft, Jerry Krause called my agent, got me up 12 o'clock at night. Had me go to a secret location to take a physical. It was about to go down, but MJ made the call. I was like, yo, if y'all do that, I'm retiring. So <laughs> you stopped that real quick. And then when I was a free agent in 99, 2000, after that season, he came back again trying to get me Jerry yeah. Krause. I, when I tell you, he rolled out the red carpet, bro. Mm. I mean, boy, I, as soon as I got off the plane, they had a band. They had the cheerleaders. <laughs> they had Benny the Boom. They had him there. I walked through, I'm like, Wow, they had the red carpet, bro. Yeah. So I go, I go there. I go to the Chicago Cubs game, man. Um, Elton Brand. We had the Chicago Cubs, man. I threw out the first pitch, and I'm sitting in the dugout, bro. And then I look up, and I got they got the plane, you know, with my advertising on. I was like, damn, welcome to Chicago or whatever it said. Right, I don't right. remember. And then they sent me a tape, bro. Oprah. Oprah speaking to me personally, mm. personalized message. Yeah, they pulled like, it all out. went all yeah, out. It out. <laughs> again, man, it was just, you know, Orlando. Because I used to ride by the arena all the time. And I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to be playing for them one day. When did you hear, like, it's a possibility of, of Grant and Duncan coming with you, too? To, to... No, 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 no. Me going with them. That's the oh, way. so they were supposed to be there before you. Yeah, yeah. 
No, oh. no. What I'm saying is they were recruiting both of them before they was recruiting me. Mm. Got to think. Okay. I'm only in my third year. Mm. Okay. I was a bench player. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I came off the bench. You're talking right. about <laughs> you know, yeah. Tim Duncan and Grant Hill. Yeah. And I was just throwing in there. You mm. know? But once I found out what happened with the Tim Duncan situation, I mean. Please. I'm Please like, enlighten us. I know this story. I, I still haven't had that conversation with Doc, so it's speculation. You know what I'm saying? That he uh, wouldn't allow Tim Duncan, because I guess Tim Duncan wanted you know his spouse to travel on the plane you know, to some of the games or whatever on the road. And Doc wouldn't allow that. So that was a deal breaker for him. Mm. And what? That's they do what that I, anyway. Like some, some uh, teams do, yeah. yes. That's what I heard, and that was the deal breaker. That's why Tim Duncan and Simon. Wow. That could have changed the whole course Doc of history. Doc could have gotten one early. He might have gotten one. Yeah. Whole course of history some, would yeah. be Dean. That's like yeah, the alter universe. For sure. <laughs> yeah. for sure. That could have been a game changer in a lot of people's lives. The trajectory of the, the league back then. Yeah. We came in in 2000, and of course, I, I knew who you was, and I done watched your games and, and, and paying attention to your career. But you weren't playing how you was playing when you got to <laughs> Orlando. We played y'all in, in, in LA, and you had like 36 or like 38. And I was like, man, how he get that good, like, just overnight like that? He wasn't even playing like that last year. And you instantly just went to, like, because, like, when, I, when we got to the league, Kobe on the perimeter mm -hmm. and you. Mm -hmm. And then it was, like, Ray Allen and everybody else. But you and Kobe was, like, totally different from mm -hmm. everybody else. Like, what was the jump? Like, where, where we missed it at that you went from, like, Toronto and then you got this Orlando Magic jersey, you instantly top five in scoring, you instantly – like the, the team just didn't flip the script and change completely. It was opportunity. It was, you it waiting was, on it was it. liberation. Yeah. <laughs> we all want that as a player, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So um, again, I go from being a role player in Toronto my last year there to being handed the keys. You know, I was the first player to sign a max contract as a bench player. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just opportunity. It was a liberation for me to have that that freedom to go out and do what I do. I I didn't know I was going to be a 25 point score, you know, maybe 20, you know, yeah. have six assists, five rebounds, something like that, but you know, I put in a lot of work and I trusted that work that I Price put in and you know, and the result of that, I had a phenomenal year. Tell me like it had to be somewhere between Toronto and Orlando. When and how did you develop one of the most deadliest damn hang dribbles <laughs> to the jump shot oh in the history. Like, listen, oh that was God. one move that I could say, I hated I'm gonna take shit. this away, but I gotta go. I would've stripped him of that, uh, like, immediately. Cause, that, that cause your hang dribble was so deadly cause yeah. it went perfect yeah. into how you shot. Sad. So you had everything you out of put, it. And right. motherfuckers had to right, respect right, right. Like, when and like, how did you develop that to become that lethal? So, I didn't have a right to left crossover. My, my crossover was left to right. Mm, right, okay. you know that's it was like you know it was wide. You know, just watching AI, watching Kobe doing that crossover, and I always, if I make one move, I always want to have a counter move to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, too. And, and, and another counter move, right? Yeah. So it's just constant work. You know, I'm being a student of the game. You know, go to the crossover. Oh, how can I turn that into something counter? So I'll same movement, right? Same movement with it. 
But instead of putting it on the floor, I just curl it up. Yeah. And it's it, like right it, into my shot okay. pocket. Yeah, exactly. Right hand and player always look coming from their left, left to, to the, the right. right. Left to the right. And so <laughs> that was just something that I worked on religiously and, and it just became part of who I was. That shit was tough, boy. So you in Orlando and you know, got yourself to the all-star level. How was the first all-star game that you'd have been to? No, that, that, that was, you know, being selected an all-star for the first year. I mean, obviously overly um, excited about that. And, uh, you know, just couldn't wait to experience that, you know, cause grew up watching all-star games and watching the fun that these guys are having out there. And just to be in that locker room with all the guys at that time, because, you know, we all live our lives and, you know, go separate ways in the off season. You don't really get opportunity to talk to a lot of these guys, yeah. right? So that's opportunity that, you know, I really look forward to just to, you know, see how they prepare and see what those conversations are. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, just to be around those dude. But the game itself, dog, I was so nervous. Mm. <laughs> I was so nervous, bro. Just being my first one, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, dog, I'm out here with all these dudes, man. It was in DC. I think I had like two points that game, but it was probably one of the best all-star games ever. Yeah, it was when we there, came, yeah. came back. Oh man, yeah. that was oh, that was a show. Wow. Stefan and uh, AI. AI was putting on yeah. a show that game, yeah. bro. But I was nervous though, man. But you know, it was a joy to be there. But once I got my feet wet in that first one, yeah. oh shit, you know, it was like, okay, I belong here. <laughs> so you go from becoming an all-star 01, you got, you got most improved that year. Then you become the youngest scoring champion, period. Back-to-back seasons. Like, how was that from going from, you know, like you said, you experienced all-star, then you get an award, you know what I'm saying, most improved. What was that like? It was like, things was just manifesting, you know, for me because of the work that I was putting in. So, just rewarding, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you receive that, you know, knowing that the work that you put in and you, you getting rewarded for that, you want more. You know, so I became, you know, just a workaholic, you know what I'm saying? Just grinding. I, I didn't get complacent and I didn't let that stop me from, you know, trying to be better. Um, so winning, you know, most improved, it was cool. Getting awards, making an all-star game was cool. I think once you do that for, for so many years, it's like, okay, the individual accolades is cool. I want to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, that's, I, that's what I want to do. I want to win. You know, this is this is great yeah. individually, but man, let's man, we're gonna let's start some games. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's win. Around. So, like, even with that transition, like you know, because like Grant Hill, he signed there, but he can't play. So you know, that's that's like that's where you're helping, and and that money's gone. So you can't, you know, say so it's hard to even. And at the time, you couldn't just pay three big time mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. You can get two off. A lot of people don't know to just be in that position. You know what I'm saying? It's like nothing the franchise can really do. They can only bring you a certain type of player Mm -hmm. and hoping they are diamond in the rough where they can come in and kind of be like you help change Mm -hmm. this. So Mm -hmm. how was that just them years knowing that you can't get no help and it's kind of not disrespecting your teammates, but it's kind of like you being a one-man gang. It was tough, bro. You know what I'm saying? It was cool for a couple years because – you know, those three years in Toronto was just a learning experience and just trying to get acclimated with the, the NBA game uh, and, and really show that, you know, I belong in this league. So those first two years is like, OK, you know, I've accomplished some things individually, mm-hmm. but all right, I'm getting tired now. Let's, you know, 
get me some help in here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I want to start winning. And yeah. you know, at the brunt of that, it was I understood that we were pigeonholed because of Grant. Mm-hmm. You know, so they did a great job of drafting our first year there. We got Mike Miller. Mike Miller. But then it was like after that, they had some, you know, poor drafts with the guys that they drafted that really didn't pan out the way they wanted them to. So trade away Mike Miller for whatever reason, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you brought in, you know, two rookies my, my third year there. We had Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden. Yeah. We had uh, Gordon Giracek. Yeah. And what they brought was great, but I, I just thought – at that time, Mike would have been a better fit because, you know, he had some years yeah, of his he's belt. Playing good, yeah, he's playing really good. He he helps me spread yeah. the floor. He ran rookie of the year because Yeah, he did. Like, he did. <laughs> yeah. And and bringing in two rookies, it was tough. You know, yeah. Drew played hard as shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Play extremely hard. But I needed much more experience at that time and they traded that away. So I got frustrated. You know, we come back the next year. They traded away some more guys. Daryl Armstrong is gone. Yeah. Got a bunch of young guys. Six man of the year. Yeah, and it was just you know it was downhill from there. Was it hard to leave Orlando? Hell well, not- yeah! <laughs> like, I, I can't even let you get the question off. But yeah, it was, bro. <laughs> was it was it hard to see what Grant was going through? Yeah, yeah, but- that that was tough. I, I think it was tough for both of us because G Hill, bro. Scotty Pippen, my, yeah. like G, G Hill. He was one was, of them. Man, he was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was one of them. And I just knew if I had G Hill, there's no doubt in my mind, I would have played for a championship in the East. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind. Myself, G Hill, and Mike Miller, that, yeah. that trio right there, there's no doubt, a healthy G Hill. But him fighting back, you know, trying to get back on their court, and I give it to him. He was trying his was ass fighting. off. He was trying he was his fighting. ass off to yeah. get on that court, man. But he then he got, don't got no more ankle. He was fighting right. so much. Then he, he got, got that stuff. infection, and yeah. you know, dude almost had you know some real major problems with his ankle. But man, I just know the potential we would have had, bro, if we would have had him. And you know, it was just unfortunate. And he felt that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm sure if you ask him, that's one of the things that you know he has problem you know getting over with. How was it? Uh, now you finna leave, and now you finna go and play with Yao Ming. You know, this is arguably the most famous player in the league at the time, especially worldwide. And uh, he didn't got better. He's not the Yao Ming that first came mm-hmm. in the league. He actually, you you got him where I can play against Shaq and hold my own, and with any other center in the league, it's a perfect combination. So how was it like you knowing you finna go over there with Yao to, to bring help and? Y'all to achieve something. Because I felt like y'all was the team that, at the time now, Kobe, Shaq, all was going, y'all was the team no, that could, could no, do something. No, we was we was so far, we was missing so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, we had us too, but, you know, the insulary pieces around was lacking. We didn't we didn't have that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We, we kind of struggled our, our first year until mm-hmm. we made some trades. But it was an adjustment for me because I never played with a big man. You know, my game was... Up, let's go. Up like this, like, let's get it up and go. So I, you know, my slow it down. My first year with the Rockets, I'm coming off leading the NBA and scoring twice. Jeff Van Gundy tells me he's like, you know, I know you're just coming off, you know, being a two time scoring champ, but you're not gonna do that here. <laughs> just told me like that. He was like, you're not gonna lead the league in scoring here. Yeah. You know, we gotta slow it down and get the ball to the big man. It's like, all right, cool, all right. I mean, I've been looking for somebody to be, you Give know, alone, yeah, yeah, alongside of me that could take that load off. So. Yeah. It was a struggle, man. You know what I mean? To to where I had 
had to learn how where to pick my spots. You know what I'm saying? And I was deferring too much in the beginning to mm-hmm. y'all instead of just doing being you. me. Right. Big fella, you got to catch up. You got to get in where you fit in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And once I realized that, like, we're going to get y'all the ball, but I got to be me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then we got to have some pieces around to actually open up, you know, this this paint for me and, and, and y'all to be able to work. So it was a challenge, but, you know, it was fun, you know, having him and seeing his development because he was a problem. Now that you're ready, like, I got y'all, I see the development, see that we can be a, a good team, we can start competing and nagging injuries, mm-hmm. like stuff you got to persevere from. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, the average friend don't know that we be hurt probably 50% of the time. Oh, for sure. Like, I don't care what yeah. it is. It might something, be just something. Like, something. Yeah. like you might just went out there and stretch too much and you pull something sure. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how was that just knowing like, I right, it's, it's finally time that I feel like I really got a, a team that can really compete and got these nagging injuries and I want to be my best every night, the pressure of being your best every night? I think for me, having going through, you know, some injuries in Orlando with my back, I learned how to play through that because mm-hmm. in Orlando it was my back, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that I was dealing with because I got a slight case of scoliosis in my back yeah. that people don't know she about. Was having them yeah, back right. So, I, I, yeah, that's what I had. So I learned how to play through that. When I got to Houston, because those four years, I was averaging 40-plus minutes, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And in the playoffs, I was averaging like 45 minutes. And you know, playoff minutes and regular season minutes, mm. it's totally, totally different, different minutes. And I'm talking about I'm not getting swept in the playoffs. Like, I'm actually taking teams to six and seven games and playing 40-something minutes. Uh, it was it took a toll on me. So, Every other day. So I get to Houston, my athleticism decreases mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, I'm still I'm a cerebral player. I'm, I'm highly skilled. I still can play at a high level, but I got to kind of change my game a little bit. Injuries started piling up. My knees started giving out on me. Y'all started dealing with some injuries. Yeah. It was frustrating because I, I felt like we had a, a, a great duo and just slowly, you know, adding the pieces to us. And when we finally got that piece where I felt like we can be a contender and run our test to our team, along with Shane Battier, Chuck Hayes, you know, Skip, my knee blows out. Mm-hmm. I'm no good. Mm-hmm. No good. At the time where, damn, we got a chance this year. That's a fight. And my, my, my knee is just done, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I'm bone on bone. I got to have microfracture yeah, surgery. Me too. Yeah. But, but backing up to that, though, it was one year where, I think we played Dallas my first year, and uh, yeah, we played Dallas my first year in, in in Houston in the playoffs, and we took them seven games. Like yeah. we won the first two games in Dallas, bro. I remember, I remember that. All I remember them thrashes that. over Sean Brett. I ain't never seen bro. nobody but you and this dude dunk on him so many times. <laughs> we go to Houston, lose two games. Go back to Dallas, lose, and then we come back for Game Six and blow them out. Game Seven, I'm hyped. I'm like, bro, we got this. <laughs> Boy, they went small ball. They had Marquise Daniels, Josh Howard Josh playing Howard. the four and the five, yeah. Michael Finley. They went small ball. Man, they blew us up by 40. Because we, like, how you going to play Yao against them? Right. You know what I'm saying? When you go small ball, we don't really have no advantage. He can't guard them dudes on the perimeter. That's all he was doing. We had Yao guarding Josh Howard, bro. Right. Yeah. 
I want you to take me back and walk me through this. December 9th, 2004. <laughs> 13 points in 35 yeah. damn seconds. <laughs> I seen the highlights. We all did. But I want you, because that's some blackout shit. Right yeah. <laughs> Tell me yeah. what you remember, yeah. if you even remember how it went down. Like, Get the Spurs, too. This. Yeah. <laughs> like, that you you know, man, we do stuff in our careers and at nights where we we put in work, bro. You know what I'm saying? We put in work. How many threes you hit? What was the most threes you hit in the game? 10, yeah, 12, something like that? 10, 9 or 10. Yeah, you put in work to do that <laughs> shit. I ain't never did that. I hit eight, but yeah. shit, 9, 10, 3, bro. That's, that's, bro, you put in work. What was your career high? 47. 47. You put in work. Yeah. All that shit that you did in the offseason, that's the manifestation of that work that we put in. Mm. We just don't know. We're going to have nights like that yeah. because we got greatness in us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have that in us. We don't know when it's going to come out, but shit, it's going to reveal itself yeah. sooner or later. And that was just one of those nights. You know, it's just the work was already put in in the offseason. And it was just, listen, man, I, I feel like I could take over this game. Let me do it. When I think about that game, is I don't even see your players. Like I don't even see nobody play for you. It just seems like I see Spurs players and you. <laughs> like you just go off for thirteen, just real quick. Just that's how that. When I look at that highlight, that's why all I remember is the defense players and just you. Like I was, you know, you know, when you get in those zones, dog. It ain't nothing the defender can do to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It ain't nothing you could do when a, when somebody's filling it in our league. Good luck, good good luck. Yeah. And that was just one of those nights, man. I mean, it was just happened to be thirteen points and thirty five seconds to come back on a great defensive team and win that game. But you know, I'll take it. It's a good moment. I know couldn't nobody stop you, but who was some like the great good defenders that you'd be like, man, yeah, I'm I'm not even finna play with him because I know he not gonna quit. He's not gonna quit on this. I can't do this with him. I, I can't just you no. Know, you pity pat dribble with the ball. Yeah. Like I know with, with Ron Artest, his hands was always good. Strong. I never played with Strong. him when I dribbled. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. No extra dribbles. No no nothing because I, I tell, know his hands I, is wild. I tell I tell my man that. <laughs> he, he, that's that's the example that I use. Everything that you just said about Ron. Yeah. That's what I tell people. Like I didn't play with him. Yeah. You know I'm it's, it's business. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. He a dog, and, and Ron just, Ron ain't got them all, bro. Yeah. Ron, Ron is just like, hey, man, I, I don't care who you yeah. are. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has that mentality, and you can't play around with him. He got long, strong arms, yeah. legs strong, <laughs> and if you sitting there trying to play with the ball, he's going to yeah. rip you. So it was just like I I attacked him. Yeah, you know what I mean? So what he, I did, he, was, he was one of the guys that I really enjoyed playing against because – I knew he was never going back down, yeah. and I relished that. Like I loved that. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't going back down on the offensive end. He wasn't going back down on the defensive end. He's yeah. going to keep coming at you. So those are the matchups that I love because yeah. it brings the best out of you. And it's like you know that's what the league should be competition. Like what you made of. Let's see what you got. I want to go to when you left Houston and you get to New York. It's a oh funny story God, because my guy, my guy, right Cheddar bro. Cheese, Al Harrington was there waiting boy, for you. Boy, that boy. And he loves to tell <laughs> me the story because, no, this is the best part. Because it was like the year before I, I did to him I what he did to you. What the year before, this is exactly how I have the year before. I'll get to the Knicks like, yo, son, yo, son, I'm home, it's on, I'm here. Like, we in New York, yo. I was like, <laughs> you know where yo. we was at at this point, right? Bruh. I don't want to be the guy that ran on your parade, Bruh. but I said that, he all excited. Yeah, yo, yo, I'm like, 
Come sit by me for a minute. Like, listen. Just Boy. relax. It's just relax. You this need to taper all that excitement you got going on. Oh, so look, fast forward a year later, I leave, go to Miami. T Mac come in. He like, he, I, when I finally see out, he like, yo, bro. He like, I had to have a talk. I had T Mac the same way he you did. did. He like, man, T Mac come in like, yo, I'm feeling good. Like we could do this. Like we got this. We got that. Uh, so he was sitting there like, that boy said, come no, sit by man. me. <laughs> he said, no, man. <laughs> Calm, he said, calm that down, man. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what you mean, bro? He's like, you'll see, man. Like, <laughs> like, and, and I'm like, I'm excited, bro, because, you know, I, I, I got I'm frustrated with Houston. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm try, I've been trying, I've been sitting at home just working out, trying to get up out of there. Now, mind you, I'm still hurt. I'm, I'm not 100%. Yeah. I'm dragging my left leg. But I'm excited. But I'm like, mine man, is fresh. Man, and my, listen, yeah. bro. I'm in the garden every night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm off sheer adrenaline. I come in there, play against Katie and Russ, put up 26. I'm feeling good. When reality set in. <laughs> <laughs> this shit ain't gonna work. I said, man, what I got myself in some of Bro, what's going on around yeah. here? Yeah. Right? Man, I was shocked, bro. And that right there just told me, it's like, bro. It's only four or five teams every year trying to win in this league, bro. Yeah. That's you got it. a chance to. That's it. That's yeah. that's really that, trying to win. Story. I came in there like, yo, man, that's oh, what we I can was... make the playoffs. Bring that far <laughs> out. <laughs> we can make the playoffs still, bro. Let's go. Let's yo, go. When I say that is what? the identical way, Al, that's what's so fucking <laughs> Al had to tell when I first saw he was like, yo, son, he like I gotta tell you, yo. He was like, I had to I had to do the team back <laughs> with you did. He was like, I, I, he like, I came in, I had my stuff. I'm like, yo, son, I'm finally home, B. Man, I'm finally man. I was like, yeah, yeah, chill that yo, out, bro. Man. <laughs> Yeah, we, you know we we playing this like, this game and you know we watching and and man we hear some of the dopest nicknames out there. Like everybody want a nickname. You want just your jersey. You want a nickname. When you first heard T Mac, well I was been called that off my whole childhood. You know what oh I'm okay, yeah yeah. I, I been so when, that when when you heard the world scream T Mac, like calling you T Mac, because like you know people call you by your name. Yeah. And I used to tell people, people who don't know me call me Darius Miles yeah. or, or certain things, right. but people who know me call me something different. Yeah. The world is calling you T-Mac now. Yeah. Um, it it didn't sway me either way because, like I said, I was getting called that when I was you know, yeah. a kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like my dad is T-Mac. People call my dad T-Mac. Big T-Mac. <laughs> yeah. So that was just my name. And, you know. I made that known yeah, when I'm yeah. doing my interviews or when I'm talking to people, you know what I'm saying? Like that this is my name. Um so it didn't really sway me either for either either way if they call me Trace or T Mac, but you know, I did make a household name yeah. for making it T Mac and and I think, you know, going globally and being across the world, now that impact is like, damn, I'm over in in, in Asia, I'm in Africa and people calling me T Mac. That now that's something to be proud of. Yeah, my homeboy, his name was Tracy, but he don't got no McNothing in his name. Yeah, and he called himself T Mac. All of a sudden, when you the man, he, call, he called himself T Mac. Everybody <laughs> calling him T Mac now. I'm like, bro, you ain't no McBride or nothing like that at the end of your name. You know what's crazy though, bro? Like we play with some of these dudes that we call them by their nickname, like a TJ Ford or, or yeah. whoever. You know how I don't know their real name? Yeah, yeah, some of you You know guys, how crazy you know, that is, bro? J.R. Smith. Right. J.R. Smith. I just know J.R. Earl. Yeah. But I just, you know what I'm saying? When you playing, you don't know their real name. Yeah. Like, I just found out TJ name was Terrence. 
Yeah. yeah. So you ain't know that, did you? Yeah. I, know that. I, I didn't I know. I know TJ for a long right. time. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me this though, like you, you one of the one of the leaders of the, I guess the wave, like you, Kobe, and them, like of, of getting like your own line yeah. with them, yeah. like you know, you own you breath. you been Adidas since day one. You lifetime. You like huge. But how was it when you? You know, you get your first deal, but then when they say, "Okay, we gonna give you your own shoe," Whole then brand. you gonna get your own brand. Like, what does that conversation feel like? And if you were, like you say once again, young kid straight out of high school, and then went through what you had to go through to fight for this. Like, and they tell you that, like, what are you thinking? That's, um, you know, I mean, that's that's just a fulfillment. Um, you know, when you grow up, man, on the playground, and you know, you identify who your favorite uh, player is. You know, and if he has a shoe like everybody at MJ's, yeah. and then you know when Penny had his own shoe, had Penny's. And for me, you know, even like Ken Griffey Jr., Bo Jackson, like I had, right. they, I had their shoes. Like I wanted, I, I, <laughs> right? Like I, I wanted, you know, guys that I idolize mm -hmm. and I admire. I wanted their shoes. So for me to be in that position to have my own shoes and then right. have my own line was right. like, damn, dog, I'm one of these dudes. You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes, that I admire. Yes, yes. And, and the, the little kids is gonna be inspired by me and wearing my stuff and just seeing that it's like, that's that's gratifying. It's it's an unbelievable feeling, man, to have, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, my my kids, you know, uh, being out in public and seeing mm -hmm. people with, with the logo stuff, and wearing right. my stuff, it's like, it's, it's that's cool. My homeboy, when I went back home after my first year, he was like, man, who's the hardest to guard? I was like, man, Kobe and T-Mac, man, them boys, there is nothing nice. You know what I'm talking about? They do everything. When you was coming up, like who was the guys you was watching outside of MJ? Cause I know we all watch MJ, but some of them guys you like took to to be like, man, I'm gonna take that and put it in my game. Or I need to have this to put in my game. Well, I love college basketball, bro. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? College basketball, I think when I was in high school, probably was at its best. Yes. The you know 90s. what I'm saying? I'm, it was crazy. Yeah. I'm talking about those Arkansas teams, those UCLA teams, mm -hmm. those Kansas. Carlos Wills now. Yes. Those those, Syrac dog, those Syracuse teams, the Purdue, UNLV, absolutely, <laughs> bro. Like so, everybody. one of my favorite players, and y'all gonna think I'm crazy. One of my favorite uh, college players back then played for he played for Syracuse. You know any Syracuse players? Yeah, right? Wallace, Lamev, I mean Moten. Moulton, yeah, Lawrence Moulton, Lawrence Moulton, Lawrence Moulton was one of my favorite yeah. college players, bro. Other than Jalen Rose was my dude too. Yeah. But Lawrence Moulton, I was like, damn, I, I just loved his game, calm, smooth, like he was a bucket. They used you know to play every what was that Monday or Tuesday? They Big, Tuesday. You, Big you, Tuesday, Big Tuesday. <laughs> you couldn't speed him up. Like he just had this poise yeah. with him that I just I really appreciated. So. He was one of my favorite college players, along with Jay Rose, and then with the pros, of course. You know, Penny was Penny was yeah. my MJ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying that Penny in his prime years. I, I don't even know if he really reached his prime years. You know, his earlier yeah. years, he was so dumb. Crazy. He was so good, bro. Like crazy, so good. Stupid crazy. Nice. You know what I mean? It's crazy how they fit in right away. As soon as he got wow. in, wow. Like he was He's like all star right away. He was like wow, yeah, smooth, <laughs> yeah, cerebral. You know what I'm saying? Just he had it all, bro. Can facilitate. I was like, ooh, so and it looked I, good. It too. looks so yeah. Everything looked too sweet. It just looks <laughs> yeah, man. Passes. You know what I'm saying? It just looked like damn, dog. Portrait in motion. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that was my favorite. That was my MJ. 
But yeah, yeah man. Like the, the process, you know, you get drafted, you make an all-star team, you get, you play for the USA team, you make the Hall of Fame. So when you got chose to play for the USA team, like, you know, like you say, everything is in line and then now you finna put that USA team and all of us seeing the dream team. Yeah. How is that? You're proud to represent your country in that way. You know what I'm saying? It's a way for us to, to honor, you know, our country and yeah. going out and competing, playing with, you know, other greats. Yeah, playing mm-hmm. against other greats and going out and competing against the world, man. That that right there is just, you know, I think everybody needs to experience yeah, something that, like yeah. that because you get an opportunity just to see, you know, global talent. You know yeah. what I mean? And and you know, you just pulled up a video where a dude overseas is shooting threes. His, his whole game is predicated off shooting off threes, one leg. Yeah. Like, so you get to see different variations of guys' game and just the evolution of basketball. So, I mean, I, I appreciated those times. Yeah. In 2013, you played in China for a minute. What was that experience like for dude, you? Probably one of the greatest moments of my life. Mm. And, and I say that with all seriousness. You gotta think. For four years, like once I had that knee surgery, I had micro fracture. Mm-hmm. I went from T Mac to Tracy, right? Mm-hmm. And it was no longer being celebrated as the NBA player that I once was. was. Yeah. So China gave me that opportunity to come over there. And I, I have a huge fan base in, in China, mm-hmm. a huge fan base in China. So I was like, you know what? When I'm done playing, I'm going to go and, and, and play a year. Yeah, I'm show some love and, play, and, and play over here. Bruh, once I announced that I was going to play in China, I sold out the whole CBA. And it was crazy. I'm talking about, I felt celebrated again, right? Because I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. I was depressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I had struggles. I had struggles with my teams in the playoffs. I just didn't have great teams to elevate in the playoffs. And then, you know, when I did receive, you know, some help having run our tests, I can't compete because my 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 knee is blown out. So like I'm like, damn, bro, it's gonna happen to me like this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't go out like this, and, yeah. and I went out like that. It was nothing that I could do. My knee right. was done. I wasn't yeah. the same player. So to have that opportunity to be celebrated yeah. again, uh, that was like I, I perked back up. I was like, damn, okay. I'm loving basketball again. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I, I got it out my system. I, I got back, but dude. When I tell you, I used to pull up to the arenas and it was thousands, <laughs> thousands outside, of huh? people outside waiting on the waiting on me to pull up, bro. It was crazy, man. I felt like the Beatles or something for real, even in the airports, thousands. I understand what you were just saying about the depression because we, we get built up and have our confidence so high and, you know, we always want our, our career to be the story dream career. We always want the farewell tours. But when you don't get that, the depression. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one of the things I miss from playing is the drilling that you get yeah. for being in a packed stadium mm-hmm. and everybody watching you play and the crowd mm-hmm. is into it and all that stuff. It's nothing that you can get that type of drilling. Mm-hmm. You can't hop up no plane mm-hmm. or or nothing no. like that. No. Like what do you do to try to kind of – <laughs> fulfill that or it's just like you can't you can't duplicate that bro you can't duplicate nah you can't duplicate that you i think you know the league with the, the camaraderie that we form with our teammates man yeah. and just going out every day i mean the even the battles within your teammates you know because i mean we all got different personalities and yeah. you know what i'm saying we clash heads but at the end of the day won't so we step on that floor together you know we together we, 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 to, we together we are we as one but 
Yeah, I just you 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 can't you can't find that nowhere, yeah. bro. You cannot find yeah, that anywhere. It's just nah, you you can't. Especially, you know those. I remember those NBC games, man. I just oh man, I just I just felt like a different player, bro. Even in playoffs, you just you got yeah. a different energy, a different bounce with yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? When you playing on national television or you competing against a Kobe or you know what I'm saying events, it's just a different bounce and a you know a sense of excitement. Yeah, start bench. Trade. Oh God! You gotta start Get one. In trouble. You gotta bench one. You gotta trade one. Kawhi Leonard, Carmelo Anthony, and Scottie Pippen. Who you start? Who you bench? Who you trade? Kawhi, Melo, and Scottie. Scottie. All of them in their prime. In their primes. Not about their credentials. It's I'm about going their game. Melo. You start, start Mello. I start. Oh God! You start Mello. <laughs> he might go think about. It. Damn. I'll start. I'll start Mello. <laughs> That's tough. I'm sorry. Because Scotty has a different element because his defense. He was just so elite, bro. And then we really never got to see his offensive prowess because of of MJ. I mean, you've seen it, you know, the, the year and a half MJ retired, but he, I think he was much older. I think, forget it, man. I go mellow. I'm a start mellow. I'm a bitch. Scotty and I'm a, what was it, cut? Yeah, cut. And cut uh, Kawhi. Okay. Jerseys. You got to keep one. You got to have one for the next day, and you got to get rid of one. Uh-oh. The first jersey is the purple Toronto Raptors jersey okay. with the stripes. Second jersey is the Orlando Magic yeah, pinstripe. Pin I knew you was coming That's with that one. one. And the third jersey is the Rockets golden. Oh, no, red. no. You, you throw that in the trash. You throw, <laughs> you throw that one away. You throw the Rockets joint in, in Which the one tra- first out of the pinstripe? The, pin, the pinstripe. The, the, pin, the, the pinstripe. The pinstripe. And then, the pinstripe, yeah, man. the pinstripe. <laughs> and then that, that Toronto Raptors jersey. And, you know, the Rockets joint, you could trash that. <laughs> I feel like it's only a few people that should be, you know, that's really privileged to really answer this question. You got G14 classified. So when he say like star bench cut, uh oh. This is the me this is the realest one. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Oh when you said that, I know where you're yeah, going. This you is got three G14, greatest. So let's you this know, is three I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a try to get there. You go, LeBron, Kobe, MJ. Somebody yeah, I think it. just reverse that order. Mm. MJ, Kobe, LeBron. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. MJ, Kobe, LeBron. Yeah. He made that yeah. easy. Okay. Yeah. That's just reverse that order. So, so, so I don't want to get into who should have came off. I just want to ask you because we definitely feel like you should have been top 75. You know, some we other know guys. We know too, what it is. But yeah. I just want to know what's your feelings on that? Because, like, I. We don't get into who should have yeah. been out, but like we yeah. know for a fact for sure. your credentials you speak for itself. Yeah. You should have been like, what are your feelings on not being part of that? Um, I to to me, it didn't sway me because if you look at it, I got the ultimate achievement as a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame, right? Making it to the Hall. So I mean, there's going to be a top 100 here in a few years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I. That doesn't bother me at all, man. Yeah. You know, I look at it, and not even for me. I look at it like, you know, Dwight Howard. Yeah, absolutely. For eight years was a monster. Yes, you know absolutely. what I'm saying. Impact Dominant. on the game, 
extremely dominant. Mm, yeah. Five times first team All NBA. Took his team. Defense you know, player. I played with him. I got to see what them defense like. Defense like, like I remember he won the first team to, I said to the finals. I mean, for eight years, the man was pretty damn dominant. Twenty thirty to, rebounds. To, to, to leave him off. Now that's disrespectful. That's a travesty, but. You know, it is what it is. You know, we know what it is as players. Definitely you know what I'm do. saying? We know who should be on there. And we don't need to speak about it, but nothing beats the Hall. Nothing beats the Hall. <laughs> nothing Jackie, beats the Hall. Nothing yeah. beats the Hall. Yeah, so. I, it, <laughs> nothing beats know, the Hall. It's, it's all good. Tell me about your, your one-on-one league that you're developing and coming up with. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, I think one-on-one doesn't really get its due. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the others, uh, whether it's five on five, whether it's three on three, mm-hmm. bro. One on one is the foundation of basketball. There's one on one in five on five organized basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, if you have what Dennis Rodman, what was Dennis Rodman? What did what he do? Yeah. He rebound, yeah. right? Yeah. That was his job to rebound. All the fame for rebound. Whoever he matched up against, his job was to keep his ass off their glass that yeah. night, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's a one-on-one battle right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How do we train? Do we train for five on five? What do we train? We train individual, we train one on one, right? So I think that's lost. And I go back to what I was saying about my childhood. One on one gave me that competitive spirit. Yeah. It gave me uh, to never quit, to f- keep fighting because it's just me versus you. There's no defense. There's no coaches. There's nobody, you know, to stop me from, if I get around you, there's nobody else to deviate that. It helped you, know you on what I'm your saying? individual defense. Too. It helped you on your individual defense. It helped you on your mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'm just trying to bring that to light. Also, I'm trying to give people an opportunity, uh, a second chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told you my story. If I didn't have that structure within my home, I would have deviated off mm, off yeah. that course and, and made some stupid decisions. There's a lot of guys out there that probably did that, but yeah. now they're a little bit older, they're on the right path, and they still can play at a high level. They still have a passion for the game and, and dedicated to it, and I want to provide that opportunity for them with this league. Mm. This is not a gimmick. You know what I'm saying? This is something that I want to have a big platform, and I want one-on-one basketball to be a staple in sports. Mm. So I'm creating this league for those people that still have a passion. It's not for professional basketball players, not NBA players, but it could be for you know guys that play overseas. What's the name of it? It's called uh, One's Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm building, man. I, I think it's needed. There's a lot of underground leagues that have these guys playing in these leagues, and there's betting going on with yeah, one-on-one basketball. Right. So I'm providing a major platform to have those guys participate in. And let me ask you this. You from Chicago, you from St. Louis. You can't tell me it ain't no guys in Chicago and St. St. Louis that will give our elite guys in the NBA the business right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right. Get them on that ISO and get your ass worked. And, and <laughs> right now. Trust me, right now. And, and that's what I want, man. I just wanted to provide that second chance opportunity for a lot of guys that, you know, may have missed their chances when they were younger. So. We talked about some of the contracts that you didn't had and some that, you know, some I don't want to talk about obviously you retired mom dukes and the fam when you first got that bread, which is which is, you know, that's dope. I wanna hear 
What you about to say? I want to hear something extravagant, something crazy yeah, that you what did you when you got you. that. What T Mac did? We know you didn't did a lot to treat yourself. You could just, I don't know, Listen, you got to. I already know where you was like, man, I, I should already know what y'all hitting that, though. You got full courts in your house. You got indoor pools, outdoor pools. I mean, what do you want to say? You want to hear about the plane? Hey, listen, listen, why not? I mean, that's going to be the best joint we can have somebody tell us. Hey, listen, tell us about the jet. How did that come about? When did you decide, you know what? What kind of jet was it? I had a Falcon 2000. So it was a it was a corporate jet. It's probably is one of the best traveling jets that you could have, like a 11 11 passenger. Oh, we went over. How much was it? It was a lot. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a lot. It, it was nineteen million. Woo! So <laughs> nineteen million. Did you hear that? <laughs> you had a nineteen million jet. It was. It was nineteen million. So what happened? Had that happened on here? Yeah, I'm sorry. So so what happened? Well, I had a business manager that you know knew how to structure those deals. You know what I'm saying for me, and we talked about it. And made sure it made financial, you know, sense, to, sense. to to yeah. do something like that. And I was like, shit, let's go for it. You know, I went to, I, th- I think I flew to Kansas to pick out, you know, how I wanted my jet to look. Yeah, that T Mac sign on the side of that joint. On the side of that. I had I had my my tail number was TM eight six three eight six three is an area code where I'm from, and then I had T one Mac mm-hmm. on, on the plane. Um, so yeah, man, and you know, what, what was crazy though, bro, I had my same pilots, so I rotated my pilots, and then I had, you know, a couple stewardess, so yeah. they knew what I liked. It was it was so convenient. Had your, your certain meals and food They had and every, when I get on the plane, bro, they had everything lined up for me, but my kids though, you know what I'm saying, this is my kids are younger. My kids was loving it, they loved my kids, and when I sold my jet, Man, when I tell you my kids were so mad at me, bro. Oh, you the, you the messed up in the, oh, you the messed hey, household up. Every time we used to go to the airport, every time we used to travel, but they asked me, are we going to the, the private yeah. airport? I was like, oh, nah. We got to go through the customs. We got to go through all this. What happened when we used to just walk on that job? But no, nah, it was so convenient, man. You know, it was so convenient and because I traveled a lot. And then I was afraid to, you know, after 9-11, I was really afraid yeah, to, yeah. To, to fly commercial. Yeah. So when 9-11 happened, I didn't fly commercial until I was with the USA team when we went to Puerto Rico. It was just all private planes. Yeah. I just had had a fear, man. It was anxiety. Nice. I mean, I was a little scared too, but I still had to do what I had to do. Rest of us, you know, so I you ain't the only one that was scared. We gonna, so, we gonna make yeah, it. Yeah, man. That's 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 hey, I had my own plane. I heard you um you've been camel racing. <laughs> well, tell, us, tell us about the. Uh, <laughs> oh, tell, hell told you about that, man. Culture, that, boy. Tell, well, tell us about this, 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 <laughs> this camel racing with the mo controls that yeah, you had. So, <laughs> no, this something. Uh, I, t- I took a trip to uh, to Qatar. It was uh, I think it was me, Melo, uh, Clay Thompson, and uh, Luke Walton. So we took a trip over there to promote the World Cup, mm-hmm. and. They asked us about, did we want to do some camel uh, racing? Uh, I didn't know what it was like. Yeah, why not? I'll go see some camels race. It was like, you gonna, are you going to participate? I was like, how? You know what I'm saying? It was like, you'll see when we get out there. So we go to this track, 
and we on you know we on the road on the runway <laughs> and the 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 horses i mean the uh Camel. camels are over here and they give us some remote controls i'm like yo what are these remote controls for they got a little man on, on the, the on, on the, the camels camel. with a with a whip <laughs> the whip of the with camel. a whip so we controlling the you know the mini the, the dude whipping. on the whip on the camel with the whip and just Spanking his ass, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm a fool. I was just, I kept hitting up there. Nah, nah, he tearing his ass up, and I ended up winning that race. But I ain't never, <gasps> yeah, never seen anything that. like hell. No, nah, I, I didn't know what to expect. But nah, that was dope, though. You know what I'm saying? Having a little dude on there with the wheel, that, that was some creative shit, though. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, that is hilarious. So, man. for me, y'all, cause y'all have. Hall of Fame careers like you, Kobe and LeBron and KG, it makes me feel really, really part of something by being one of the players that went straight out of high school and being a part of that 45 person group inside of this big NBA organization, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, that we have. Like, how is it for you to like, you know, to see like, yeah, I went straight out of high school, but to see how successful a lot of guys that went straight out of high school then become and I um man, when you look back on it, high school guys was the face of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. You heard that cute? Oh, you wouldn't know nothing about this. <laughs> you wouldn't know nothing you know, about that. You this. look at KG, you look at Cole, myself, I mean, when LeBron came in, he just yeah. you know, <laughs> overtook everybody's shine. But uh, Amari, Dwight Howard, yourself, KG. man, high school guys, Jermaine really, O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal, mm. Lou Will, J.R. Smith, like high school, high school guys really came in and held it down. You know what I'm saying? I can't leave out, there's a lot of high school guys that didn't pan out, that yeah. tried to make that jump. But yeah. the ones that actually stayed for 10 plus years, I mean, they... We did a hell of a job of of making a name for ourselves and, and and really represent high school guys well. So, what, what do you think of the percentage? Because it's 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 forty five that they count that had like like more than four or five years in the league. It's like forty five that mm-hmm. they count. What do you think of the percent? You think it was fifteen guys that, that didn't, didn't make, make it? Yeah, like about fifteen that it didn't make a, it, and about forty five that had. Nice careers yeah, in this league. Yeah, I, I think there's, and it might be more than that. Guys tried to come out. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more than that. Um, that was unsuccessful in trying to make it. But I mean, damn, the, the guys that did, you know, Not a Hall of Fame careers and, and fame household careers. names and recognized, you yeah. know, worldwide. Big yeah, big, 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 and, big contracts. You know what I'm like, like a lot of guys yeah. did a lot of stuff. Yeah, so you know, high school, we held it down. Yeah, that's we that special forces group, you know, inside the NBA. You know, we ain't all stars the Hall of Fame, but that's just special forces group right there in that room. In the NBA building, that's us right there. Straight out of high school. That's y'all. You college, these college school. kids. You know, you know these college kids. <laughs> How many years you did, Q? 14. No, two, no, 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 no. I'm talking about in uh, college. Two. Oh, that's yeah, pretty damn good, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Came out after me. his sophomore year. Was it DuPaul? Yeah, man. Yeah, he was waiting on me. That's all. He was just waiting for me to come. Yeah, waiting my older son to get there. Pops to come. You ain't no problem. I'm telling you, man. I ain't, listen, I used to, y'all, I used to hate playing y'all. Y'all doing that, that, this shit. Like, <laughs> I used to make it you know, personal to try to destroy oh, no, y'all, we man. We used to I, see it. We used to see it in the building. Y'all got to get out of here. We got that game in LA. At the end of the game, I blocked the shot. I had 47 that game. Yeah. We got that game in LA, and I was like, I don't even know how we beat him because this boy went crazy on us. We got to Orlando. 
Boy, y'all kicked our ass so quick and got us up out of there. I said, yeah. I remember, I remember that. <laughs> I remember one particular play, too, because I was really trying to go at you and get you back. You know what I'm saying? I remember a play. Somebody gave me a pass or, I got, or a rebound or something, but I was, like, in a corner. So this is the basket. I was in a corner right here. I think somebody made me a pass, and I, like, jab step and went to the middle, you slipped and fell. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. You uh, slipped and fell, but I went in there and dunked that bitch so hard. <laughs> Boom! I tried to tell the render because I tried to get y'all back, man. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like scoring forty plus points and losing. And losing. I don't. I do not like that. That yeah. that is one of my biggest pet peeves. Though. I I hate that putting up those numbers and you lose the game. I don't like it. Oh yeah, we got lucky yep. that game. Good defense at the end. We was going at it in LA. We was we fighting. I'm, I'm like, we was fighting. <laughs> I'm trying, bro. But y'all had too much. Yeah, team didn't like us celebrating and, and dunking and it seemed like we were showboating, but we was just trying to play hard Listen, and prove ourselves every night. I don't know what happened with that team, but if they would have kept y'all together, bro, <laughs> yeah. if they would have kept y'all, wasn't Elton Brand with y'all? Yeah, Bro, nobody had. Q had, was with y'all. I mean, uh, not Q, but Cat was Cat with no, y'all. Cat with us. Okay, that, that was, was me, Lamar, Q, Elton, Corey. Bro, if they would have kept y'all together, man, y'all would have been dangerous. And we had money to pay for two, two max superstars, guys, two max like, guys. We was all on rookie deals still. I mean, but you know, we, bad, bad organizations. We couldn't even get in the club or buy no liquor. We <laughs> we didn't have some blue organizations just love to just you know mess things up, man. Because y'all had a good thing going. Y'all had a lot of talent, bro. Yeah. A lot of talent. A lot of versatility too. Shooting. You know, you had yeah. you being able to run the point. You had LO being oh. able to run the point. Yeah, yeah. I had a powerful, a 20 and 10. 20 and power 10. Four. Power four. Corey McGetty, the slasher. Yeah. But y'all was stacked with young talent. Yeah, and they broke us they up. They broke y'all up, and that was it. Hey, man, this been dope. We out here live on location in H-Town, man. You had us pull up to your, to up, your palace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, this been dope. We got the man, the myth, the legend. The Mac. Jet plane man, <laughs> T-Mac in the building, baby. Nah, I man, appreciate y'all having me. What y'all got for we me, got man? A special bottle, we know you. Yeah, man, we good with the Hennessy boys. Look good in the crib. We know you don't drink, man. We moving on up. Anyway, man. Yeah, man. Boys I, I appreciate back. it, man. You know what I'm saying? I might have to store this on the jet. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> All love, man. Appreciate y'all, boys. We want to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Player Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com